to the podcast for North Decatur Presbyterian Church. We are a PCUSA congregation located in Decatur, Georgia. You can find out more about the church, our service to the community, and our great education programs for children like me and youth and adults at ndpc.org. You can also follow us on Facebook. If you're in the Atlanta area, we hope you'll come join us in person. Okay, that's it. On to this week's scripture and sermon.
you, Handbell Choir. Grace and peace in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Happy Pentecost. Happy Pentecost. Good to see you this morning. Welcome to worship at North Decatur Presbyterian Church. My name is David Lewicki. Uh, as uh, one of the pastors here, I'm happy to welcome all of you and uh, good to see you this morning. If you're on the center aisle, I'd love for you to grab the red, uh, appropriately red welcome pad, uh, scratch your name in there in a legible way and pass it on down uh, the aisle. There's also a QR code if you're visiting with us today. We're delighted to see you. Always happy to welcome visitors into this beautiful space. Uh, there's also a QR code in the back you can use to identify yourself if you'd like. Uh, but we're glad to have everyone in the building this morning, have you all with us to celebrate Pentecost today. Welcome also to those who are worshiping with us online. It's good to see, or I guess be seen by you all. It's good to be with you, uh, at least in spirit today. Uh, please identify yourself, uh, type your name in the chat, uh, greet us from where you are worshiping from today. It's glad to, uh, we are glad to have you with us uh, on Pentecost. Okay, a couple brief announcements. We begin the service today uh, with things that are going on in the life of the church. You all got the announcement, uh, the time change. Uh, it is summertime, and so we all shift gears in the summertime. We go to one worship service uh, at 10 o'clock, and then uh, no early service, no 11 o'clock service, just one. So we're all able to be together in the same room all throughout the summertime. Uh, we love having children and families here as well. I know there's not children's programming. There's not adult ed during the summertime, no Sunday school, but uh, we like to be a multi-generational community uh, in this space. So so talk to your friends and your neighbors and other families, bring, bring folks. It's a great time in the summertime for children to get used to the rhythms of worship. So I hope you'll, you and the children in your life will come to worship on Sundays. Uh, okay, a couple other brief announcements. Uh, you heard last Sunday, uh, Dee Dee Murphy made an announcement about the trip to Guatemala that's happening in the fall, in October. She's ready to have folks sign up. Uh, she told me that two folks signed up last week uh, because of the announcement, uh, and I hope there may be a few more. All the information is really in the communicator, but it's time to re-energize that relationship with uh, some of our wonderful mission partners in Guatemala, and we'd love for you to go and be a part of that trip in October. Uh, you can talk to Didi if you want more information. Uh, we are off, uh, really, programming-wise. There's very little that's happening in the summertime, which is good. That's the way God intends it. Uh, it's meant to be uh, summer is a relaxing time. It's a Sabbath time. Uh, so the rhythms are a little slower in terms of the whole life of the church. We take a step back. But that doesn't mean there's nothing going on. And in particular, I hope that you saw an announcement in the communicator about a neighborhood mapping project that is happening on June the 17th. I was about to say that. 17th. It's a Saturday. Uh, what's happening on June the 17th? At 9 o'clock in the morning, we would like, it sounds like a, an Acts story. At 9 o'clock in the morning, they were all gathered in one place. Uh, at 9 o'clock in the morning on the 17th of June, we'd love for 40 of you to come to the church. We are going to break up on that day into teams of twos and threes, and Andrew is going to send you out into the community uh, by, by twos and threes. Uh, to make disciples. No, uh, that's not what we're, although we could, may, it may happen. Uh, what we're doing is we're going out to reintroduce ourselves to the community in which our church is located. This, this community has changed so radically 
in the last five years. There are people who are here for whom this is their home that never lived here five, 10 years ago, right? They're like apartment buildings that you can see across the street that didn't exist. Families uh, living here that are part of our community. So we're gonna go out. Uh, Andrew's gonna give you just a simple set of questions, things to look for. You go out for an hour, you look around. You might talk to a few people. You might buy something, uh, like, a, like a carton of ice cream or a donut or something. Uh, and then you observe and you come back. This is part of our long-range planning process uh, to really refamiliarize ourselves with everything that's going on in our neighborhood. So we want you to sign up. We want you to be part of this uh, 9 to noon on Saturday. Uh, kids can come. Everybody can come. Uh, some of you will be on foot, but some of you can drive. To, where there's about 15 places in the community that we're going to divide up to, but they're all really kind of within a one-mile radius of this church. So anything else to say, Andrew, that about that? Great, yeah, if you can't be here that day in particular, but you still want to be involved, you actually can do this, uh, this, this project anytime that's convenient for you. So go ahead and contact Andrew, and we'll get you assigned, uh, a, a, assigned a group or a get you assignment about how you can participate. So thank you, Andrew, for coordinating that. Um, children today can go to the narthex uh, with Aaron uh, after the passing of the piece, but that's just a reminder that we have this um, uh, really cool summer reading project. Uh, a summer bingo, reading bingo project for our children, uh, and a promise that if they fill out the whole card, they will get a book, compliments of Erin. She's gonna buy everybody a book, I think, I think. So um, join her, kids can join her after the passing of the piece today. And uh, last but not least, we have fruit pops on the, on the plaza today. So uh, as if Pentecost is not good enough, there's fruit pops. Uh, so I hope everyone will come downstairs and join us on the plaza every Sunday of the summertime uh, to talk to, to friends, to see old friends, to make new friends. Join us after worship on the plaza. That's all the announcements. Let's rise in body or spirit on this day of Pentecost. If you turned your back on your creatures, we die in a minute. If you take back your spirit, we'd be nothing but mud. Send out your spirit and be strength to life before the whole countryside in bloom and blossom. The glory of God, let it last forever. Let God enjoy the creation. Let me sing to God all my life long. Sing hymns to my God as long as I live. Remain standing as we sing this next hymn. We're going to be singing it in English. We'll also be singing it in Yoruba. Um, 
The pronunciation is wa 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 and mi mi mo. Say that with me. Wa 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 and mi mi mo. Wa 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 Allah kabara. Wa 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 Allah kabara. Wow wow. Wow I invite you to raise your hands. You can move, feel the spirit. Let's really draw the spirit into this space this morning. Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Today's meditation is a poem about the gift of the Holy Spirit. The poem's title, Kedmon, is the name of the man who was the first documented poet in the English language from the 1600s. The legend of Kedmon is that he was a man who took care of the animals at a monastery. He was never known to be all that intelligent or skilled with words. One night, he was at a dinner and everyone was invited to share a song, but he couldn't. So he fled to safety in the barn to escape the embarrassment. That night, an angel came to him and taught him a song. In the morning, he remembered the song. He found his voice, his gift. And when Kedmon sang, he sang about God's grace, visible through God's creation. This is Denise Levertov's vision of the giving of the Spirit to Kedmon. All others talked as if talk were a dance. Clodhopper eye with clumsy feet would break the gliding ring. Early, I learned to hunch myself close by the door. Then, when the talk began, I'd wipe my mouth and wind unnoticed back to the barn to be with the warm beasts, dumb among body sounds of the simple ones. I'd see by a twist of lit rush the motes of gold moving from shadow to shadow, slow in the wake of deep troubled sighs. The cows munched or stirred or were still. I was at home and lonely, both in good measure. Until the sudden angel affrighted me, light effacing my feeble beam, a forest of torches Feathers of flame, sparks up flying. But the cows, as before, were calm, and nothing was burning. Nothing but I, as that hand of fire touched my lips and scorched my tongue and pulled my voice into the ring of the dance. Let us prepare for silent prayer. Nothing was burning, nothing but I, the poet says. All of you burn with the Holy Spirit's light. What is your unique 
gift. Will you all rise in body or spirit and receive the assurance of grace? How great is your love, O God! How wide is your mercy! Never let us board up the narrow gate that leads to life with rules or doctrines that you dismiss, but give us a spirit to welcome all people with affection so that your church may never exclude secret friends of yours who are included in the love of Jesus Christ, who came to save us all. Amen. grace of the Holy Spirit. May God's love and God's peace rest upon you this day. May the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Turn your body and your spirit to face someone else's body and their spirit and share a sign of peace. You can use American Sign Language if you'd like. Use your eyes, use your face, use your smile to exchange a sign of the peace that passes understanding. Peace be with you. Deep peace.
reading our prayer for illumination. Oh, is it for me? Awesome. Thanks. Let's sing Spirits of the Living God Fall Afresh on Me. Let's sing that together. Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on me. Let's hear the scripture, the story of this remarkable day told in the form of a video made by Aaron a couple years ago. This is the greatest telling of the story of Acts that I've ever seen, and so we wanted to share this again with you today. It had been 50 days since the feast of the Passover. The disciples had been visited by Jesus many times. Jesus ascended into heaven and told them that another spirit would come and be given to them. This Holy Spirit would fill them all. The disciples were together in Jerusalem, celebrating the feast of Pentecost. They were excited and they knew something was about to happen. Suddenly, the room began to shake and was filled with the noise of a rushing wind. upon each of the disciples' heads. They began to be filled with the Spirit of God and speaking of God's power. People from all over heard the violent sound and came to see what happened. As the disciples spoke about God's love and deeds of power, they too were filled with the Holy Spirit Peter stepped forward and said, Friends, this is what God told us would happen. It was prophesied in the book of Joel. 
Your young men will see visions. Your old women will dream dreams. And each heard in their own language and their hearts were moved. What shall we do? They asked. Peter said, repent and be baptized and you will be filled with the same spirit that was in Christ Jesus. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, um, I don't know if you noticed, but every year Pentecost falls at an awful time of year. It's a terrible time of year. It's graduation season, wedding season, it's the end of school, the beginning of summer. Today it's Memorial Day weekend for crying out loud. Everybody's attention is going anywhere but on church. It's a terrible time to have a major church holiday. And I used to blame our very modest Presbyterian Pentecost celebrations on the timing of the, the Pentecost celebration. I thought, it's just a bad time of year. But I've changed my mind. I think the reason that we don't celebrate Pentecost in the way that we might, in the same way that we celebrate and make a huge deal about Christmas and Easter, is obvious. And that it's, this holiday is super weird. It's weird. Now, our tradition is no stranger to weird holidays, right? Christmas is weird. Virgin birth is weird, right? But we make up for it with lots of beautiful music and singing. We have trees and presents. Easter's weird, too, right? People don't ordinarily rise out of the grave after they're dead. But we make up for it with beautiful music and chocolate bunnies and spring flowers. We deal with the weird of Easter, too. But Pentecost is next-level weird. Right? You heard the story. I love it. It's a beautiful, simple telling of the story. The disciples are huddled in one place. They've been told that the Spirit is coming. They don't know how. They don't know where. They don't know when. They're in Jerusalem. And suddenly there's this violent rushing wind. Tongues of flame pop out over their heads. People begin to speak about God's love and about Jesus and about these deeds of power that they've seen and felt in their spirits. And even though they're from all over the Mediterranean world and they speak different languages, they can understand each other. They try to figure out what are we going to do with this? What do we do? What do we do now? What do we make of this remarkable event? And Peter says, be baptized. baptized and you will be filled with the same spirit the same spirit that was in Christ will be in you and so that happens scripture says they are baptized and they are filled with that same spirit which sounds great it sounds really interesting what did that actually look like the second chapter of Acts said it looks like living together sharing their belongings with each other, eating together, 
and praising God together for making them one body with one spirit. It's a weird story. But if the scripture is right, the Holy Spirit shows up in our lives at unpredictable times, and when the Spirit comes, the Spirit shakes us up, turns us upside down, and reorients our entire existence bringing us into a whole new way of life. It's no wonder we don't celebrate that in the Presbyterian Church. Our cardinal virtues are decency and orderliness. Why would we want anything to do with the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is wild and free. I'm not sure how many of us want anything to do with something that's wild and free. The great revolution in the church in the 20th century happened in spirit-filled congregations, right? It happened in Pentecostal and charismatic congregations. Some of you may recognize this building. This is a picture of the site of the Azusa Street Revival, 1906, Los Angeles, California. In the great movement of spirit-led congregations, folks speak in tongues and are slain in the spirit. There's all kinds of charismatic gifts that are manifested, all these non-rational gifts that we ordered decent rational Presbyterians find a little bit scary. Now, no church gets put on a pedestal, right? No church is better than any other church. We all have our weaknesses, and Pentecostal churches have their own weaknesses. They can be subject to abuse of power, and they can do harm to people just like very ordered ones like ours. The Holy Spirit does not have to have demonstrative worship in order to be present. The Holy Spirit can use a committee meeting and a revival meeting just as well. But here's a truth that I want all of us to wrestle with and hold this morning as much as we can hold truth. We are in major trouble as a people if we try to avoid or hold on, if try to avoid the spirit and hold on to order and power and control. And we don't give in to and embrace the chaos making and world reordering work of God's spirit. Holy Spirit is a real thing. The Spirit is real. For 2,000 years, the Spirit has been moving in and around the life of God's people in silent monasteries, at the front line of protest marches. The Spirit has been at work in prison cells and AA meetings in church basements. The Spirit has taken root in churches, for sure, but also in, in people who got kicked out of the church for being too radical or too loving or too gay. The Holy Spirit dances around us, even now, all the time, maybe even in this room this morning, working in us and working through us and sometimes working in spite of us. This is the same spirit that was in Christ Jesus. And this spirit, I want you to know, this spirit has an agenda. What is the spirit's agenda? 
Her agenda is disordering a world in which we live by the illusion of separateness. Disordering that world. And creating communities of justice and joy. That's the Spirit's agenda. Disordering our illusion of separateness and reordering us into communities of justice and joy. The Azusa Street Revival in 1906 launched the Pentecostal movement into the world, but the movement of God's Spirit in that place was not important because they spoke in tongues or had these charismatic gifts. It was important and spectacular because it forged community across boundaries of human difference that no one thought could be transgressed. Theologian Carrie Day from Princeton Seminary has written beautifully about the Azusa Street Revival. She said it was a community where black men laid hands on white women. Black women laid hands on white men all in order to receive the power of that Holy Spirit. It was a community that announced a new humanity that rejected our nation's inscribed, segregated social order. She goes on to say, the gift of black people leading white people into an encounter of loving community rocked America in the very same way that Jews gathered for Passover, were rocked by the disciples who were speaking in their own language, in their own mother tongue. Carrie Day says, these two events are both signs of the Spirit's ongoing work to reconcile the whole creation, reconcile the whole creation to justice and to joy. Right? You heard that word, right? The R word. That's the work of the Spirit, reconciliation. Reconciliation means things were once whole, they got broke, and they're being made whole again, right? We human beings were once whole. We were once in the garden together. God created this world good and put us in the garden and gave us work to do and gave us each other to take care of, and everything was good, and we screwed it up. We breached the trust, we broke the covenant, and now the Spirit is at work to bring us back to joy and justice in our common life together. What does that look like? For some of you, it's all going to happen initially inside of you. Because the Spirit has to work inside of us as well as outside of us. And sometimes that work is what happens first. There's something inside of us that needs to soften, needs to change, needs to be disordered and reordered for us to be part of a community of justice and joy. For a lot of us, it's that we have to learn how to love ourselves. To love ourselves just as we are, just as God made us, imperfect and beautiful. It's learning how to be at home in our own bodies and with our own spirits. Learning to give up control of the world. The Spirit may be working inside you to convince you that you are wonderful just the way God made you. The Spirit may be working inside of you to convince you that you are not the worst thing that you've ever done. Or the worst thing done to you. 
The Spirit may be at work inside of you, whispering to you that you are forgiven and loved and free every day of your life. We have to know this about ourselves. We have to claim our true identity or else we will hide away from the world or we will lash out the world in anger or we will try to control the world around us. The Holy Spirit comes to us in our baptisms. It says, you are the beloved child of God and you are, you are well loved by God. And that baptism of the Spirit comes again and again and again to remind us who we are. And when that truth is in us, when we get it, when we know it and we live it, then the Spirit pushes us out to be part of these communities of justice and joy, to create community around us. And that community that the Spirit is creating is bigger and more diverse and weirder than any of us can imagine. When the Spirit moves you, and this is what happens all over the book of Acts. Go and read it for yourself. The Spirit pushes you out beyond the boundaries of your comfort zone, pushes you in the direction of otherness and strangeness. By the Spirit prompting, you learn the language of other people. And I'm not talking just about learning Spanish or learning Chinese, although that may be part of it. I'm talking about learning the language of others, learning their heart language, learning their poetry, learning their dreams. The Spirit will push you into strange neighborhoods and far-off places. You will begin to see the world through other people's eyes. You will feel their humanity and their dignity. By the Spirit moving in you, you will see other people as the beloveds of God, just as you know that about yourself. And when people see each other as beloveds of God, that is reconciliation. That is the Spirit. That is not yet the way the world is. All of us know that the world that we inhabit is full of pain. And there is hostility. We're sometimes at war with ourselves. We're sometimes at odds with each other. There are people out there who are making money every day off of our division and our distrust. But don't ever doubt that the new creation is possible. Don't ever doubt that we, as children of God, can gain the gift of self-awareness or that we can have enough courage or that we can have the inner strength or that we can meet one another and know each other as we truly are. Don't ever doubt that we can escape the prison of isolation and the prison of zero-sum game thinking about the world. To doubt that would be to doubt the power of the Holy Spirit. Y'all have candles.
wind must be blowing in here. Pass this all around. The story says that on the day of Pentecost, they were all gathered in one place. They were told that the Spirit was coming, but they didn't know what it would look like or what it would sound like or feel like. But all of a sudden, there was a sound of a rushing wind. Pass these candles out. And in that rushing wind... They were all shook up. They got all turned upside down and sideways. And they began speaking about God's deeds of power. They began remembering all the wonderful things that they had seen that Jesus had done for them and with them. And there were so many people gathered in that place. And they were all different kinds of people. They thought they were different than each other. But they could talk and understand each other and see each other as beloveds of God. And when they saw the miracle that had taken place, they praised God. Because they knew that they were one body and one spirit. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. Look around. Look around. Look around. Amen.
posture of prayer, and let us pray together. O God of power, God of power, O God of power, may the boldness of your spirit transform us. May the boldness of your spirit transform us. May the boldness of your spirit transform us. O God, may the gentleness of your spirit lead us. May the gentleness of your spirit lead us. May the gentleness of your spirit lead us. O God, may the gifts of your spirit, may the generous gifts of your spirit, may the generous and wonderful gifts of your spirit be our goal and our strength. May the gifts of your spirit be our goal and our strength. May the gifts of your spirit be our goal and our strength. We pray this day for everyone we know who is sick. Those who are sick of mind or body or spirit, holy God, we pray that you in your great healing and mercy and love that your spirit would rest upon their spirits. Hear their names as we lift them aloud or hold them in silence. Oh God, we pray for justice to roll down like a river and righteousness like a flowing stream and flow in and through our lives and in our communities. Oh God, may your justice flow. We pray for reconciliation. By your spirit, oh God, may our lives be reconciled. May we be filled with love for ourselves and filled with love for each other. And wherever in our lives there is conflict or anger or enmity, 
God, may your spirit be there. And may your spirit reconcile us to you and to each other. We pray all of this, trusting in the Spirit's work among us. And we gather around the ancient words that you taught us to pray. And we'll pray silently in our heart's native tongue as we gather with Christians across the world through this video, pray the Lord's Prayer together. Safe Arimogul. Vater unser im Himmel. Unser Vater, wat in die Himmel is. Ayasteta donomasu. Dein Reich komme. Ma pensiaco atimise. In the Himmel, also auch auf der Erde. Lesen wir Katina Jene. Amen. 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 And let us say together, Amen. We are invited, every one of us, to respond to the Spirit's movement in our lives by our generosity of spirit and the generosity of our actions. You are always invited to love and serve the people around you. So I ask you this morning, what is the Spirit doing in you today that would inspire you to love and serve the people around you? Maybe it's the person next to you that you're called to love and serve. Sometimes that's the hardest person of all to love and serve, but you're called to it. Maybe it's the neighbors who are coming to the fridge on the corner of our property. Maybe you will give today to support the work of the free fridge. That's our Change for Change offering in the month of May. However you are called to love and serve, do it with gladness, with generosity, and with joy. Let's rise in body and in spirit that we might sing together our final song.
got to be honest. It's a super weird holiday. The story is strange and wild and unpredictable, which is the nature of the spirit. We try to control it. We try to create order around it. Never going to work. But the spirit is alive, very much alive, moving in you, with you, sometimes in spite of you. But the spirit is always moving you closer to God and closer to each other. One body, one body, in one spirit. Let the church say, Amen. Amen.